When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's Odds and End Zones. A podcast feature of MileHighReport.com. From props to parlays to totals and spreads, it's time to sweat it out. Here are your hosts, Ian St. Clair and Adam Malnati. Ian, it's uh, Christmas time for many uh, members of Broncos country, and if you really want to get a lump of coal in your stocking, you'll be spending Christmas Eve watching the Broncos and Patriots at 8.15 at night, I guess depending on which time zone you live in. Uh because nobody has any family stuff to do for Christmas Eve. That's not a thing. Whether you celebrate or not, Christmas Eve is, come on, really? All right, fine. It's a primetime game. I know that that was the big buzzword in 2022, and somehow they they keep bringing them back to primetime. I have no idea why. It's that at least the Broncos should get a win against the Patriots. So at least there's that. And you mentioned the primetime games. They have four primetime games. I'm surprised they have that many. I thought they may have gotten one or two based on what happened last year it was pretty when rough. they played in primetime. You know, I, I, I will put, I, I am happy to see that there's only one Thursday night game. I, I believe we are simpatico with the the belief that Thursday night football is garbage. It's trash. It's awful. I never want to see it, but here we are. So at least it's just one. And they come back the next week and play at home. So there is that. And then in terms of the schedule, we mentioned the four primetime games, Thursday night, 
at Kansas City week six, at Buffalo week 10, Monday night football, week 11, Sunday night football. So they go from Monday night to Sunday night football and back-to-back weeks. And then NFL Network against the Patriots as you open up the show with on Christmas Eve. The fascinating thing about this schedule, though, is they play the Chiefs in two out of three weeks. So at least they get that out of the way. Yeah, nice and early, too, in October, which, as many of you know who can who have listened to our show for a long time, uh, you immediately look to see when you're playing at Kansas City, and if it says December, you get a little nervous, although – these last seven years, you've been nervous every time you played the Chiefs. So I guess it's not like it's it doesn't hasn't really mattered. But as I recall, the last time the Broncos beat the Chiefs, it was in the month of October. So there's that. The other the other thing that people do is they look for the buy, and I feel like the Broncos got the sweet spot for the buy. They got it in Week Nine, so that is the halfway point of the season and they have the the Thursday night football game so they get that in week six but the week nine bye sweet spot yeah I mean the key with the bye is that you want it you don't want it to be so early that by the end of the season if you're heading into the playoffs you're you, you don't have that break coming up but you don't want it to be so late that uh I guess I guess it's I, I guess you can't have it too late I take that back late is fine early is bad nine is good and the way they do the bye weeks now is different, right? There, there are more teams on bye in those middle weeks, so you're more likely to get a midweek bye, I think. At least that's the way I, I sort of remember it. And it is good to kind of – you get through uh, your you get through your run of Chiefs, Packers, Chiefs, which is a very early Super Bowl thing, I suppose. Remember early on when the Chiefs and the Packers played each other in the Super Bowl. Uh, and then you, you get a break, and so – uh, that's good. And it's an extra week of practice heading into a very difficult game on uh, a Monday night in Buffalo. Everybody knows how difficult it is for West Coast teams to travel east. And I know everybody in the Mountain West is saying, we're not on the West Coast. I know, but it's still difficult to travel east. So you get them in primetime game after a bye week. That should make it at least travel-wise a little bit easier, a little more palatable for the team. And Josh Allen will probably be hurt because <laughs> it's late enough in the season. You know, is he is he having Tommy John surgery again? Is that did he have Tommy John surgery? Should he have Tommy John surgery? I think he should. Um, what what stands out to you aside from the, the obviously the primetime games and clearly we look at uh, at those first and then we try and find the buy. But is there anything that stands out to you as far as games that pique your interest that are not necessarily the obvious, oh, they play the Chiefs two two out of three weeks or the primetime games, those kinds of things. It's not so much an opponent because we've known who they were going to play for since the end of last year. What's interesting about the schedule to me is it's a friendly schedule. Like, they don't have any really tough stretches. There is that stretch toward the end of the season where they play three road games. But they should win two of those three road games. And those are the games where I'm where they're facing the Texans, Chargers, and Lions. They should win, as I said, two to three of those games. The rest of the schedule is incredibly friendly. Like 
they open the season against the Raiders and Commander, so at home. Then they have two road games, then a home game, then a road game, home game, home game, bye. Road game, home game, home game, and then that three games. I mean, that's a friendly schedule. There's not a lot here that's going to be adverse in terms of travel, in terms of like they're not having to deal with a Thursday night game and a tough opponent. I mean, who who the hell knows what Jordan Love and the Packers are going to look like, but it's not Aaron Rodgers. <clears throat> so I, I'm just looking at that in terms of the schedules. What stands out to me is it is a, it's a friendly schedule with not a lot of adversity in it. Now that's not to say that it's a, that the, the teams they're playing aren't going to be tough, but in terms of the, the outlook and how it looks on paper, this is a friendly schedule. Yeah, and you know, and the other thing I kind of noticed just to sort of piggyback off of that Thursday night, they they play at home against the Jets 4 days before that, which we know that I at least I think we know that the Jets are kind of the the darling of the offseason like the Broncos were when they traded for Russell Wilson. Now you have Aaron Rodgers going to the Jets. They've got a lot of talent there that uh could could make them a very difficult opponent but you get the Jets at home, you travel to go away to the Chiefs, and then you get that what what I like to call the mini-buy, right? You get a, a, a 10-day stretch where you don't play between Thursday the 12th and Sunday the 22nd, and you get an unknown in Green Bay, like you said. So that is one of those looks at the schedule where you go, okay, that might be a tough stretch, but it's also an opportunity where you could see them squeezing out a win maybe against the Jets uh, or or stealing one from the Chiefs and then they get that sort of extra break going into a home game against the Packers where again we don't know what the Packers are really going to be because Jordan Love is an unknown and what they're going to be doing as a, as a franchise is an unknown so it's kind of an interesting little stretch of games there that that then is followed up by a home game against the Chiefs uh, it is not necessarily something I'm predicting, but I could see them grabbing a win from the Chiefs in that stretch somewhere and it making sense. And then they get, of course, a real bye week before they play against the Buffalo Bills. You mentioned the Raiders week one, and it is also something to note. The Las Vegas Raiders come to Denver week one. The Denver Broncos go to Las Vegas week 18. So, as far as the date goes, that's a that's after New Year's, right? Because New Year's Eve is the Week 17 game against the Chargers. But a lot of people will still be uh, on vacation. I imagine the Broncos will travel well heading out to Las Vegas to play the Raiders to end the season. You mentioned the Raiders. DraftKings already has the line up for that Week 1 game. The Broncos are a 3.5-point favorite. The total is it's currently set at 45. So I find that interesting that they already have the total up most of the games that they, I mean, the Thursday night game in week two between the Vikings and the Eagles doesn't have a total. So the fact that they have a total up already is pretty interesting, I think, but three and a half point favorite at this point. I wonder if the reason you get a total on that is because these are two teams that, um, have some unknowns. I mean, obviously nobody knows what the Broncos are going to be with Sean Payton as the head coach. And nobody knows what the Las Vegas Raiders are going to be at with the quarterback situation as it is with 
that team, you know, being led by uh, what I think is the worst Broncos coach in history, Josh McDaniels. So uh, he's he's a, who knows, right? Who knows? Does anybody know? So you throw a total on there. I could see them hitting that number or going over, but week one, week one at home against the Raiders. The only thing that I'm a little bummed about, I kind of like the Monday night start. I miss that. No, no, I I love the Monday night against the Raiders. I feel sort of traditional. I don't know. They don't deserve a primetime game. Don't get me. Don't get me wrong. They certainly didn't earn it. I was so sick of the Monday night openers. No more. I'm glad that they have a regular Sunday opener and they need to win that game. They need to get the Sean Payton era started on the right note. And in terms of the, the video release that all the teams do on social media. So I, I'm, I don't know how people feel about the office reboot, but Angela from the office is a huge Broncos fan. So she was a part of it. So she was planning the office schedule release party. There's one line that sticks out to me though, when she's sitting with miles and what they should get for some opponents. And she says something for the chargers. Something that's got to go down easy. Nothing they can choke on. <laughs> I thought that was brilliant. Well Epic played. burn. I'm all for it. So I, you mentioned the Chiefs earlier and how you think they could win. Not predicting. My, just... my Well, my bold prediction. Already. As we, as we sign off for, for this show, we'll do a deeper dive next week. But my bold prediction, Broncos beat the Chiefs at home we did.